We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It is Wednesday, it's April 27th, it's 2022. We're going to focus on the eight-game main slate today. Um, I like these eight-game slates. You know, we, me and um, Will were just talking about it before we got rolling here. These are, these are kind of really the sweet spot for, I feel like for all sports outside of NFL, um, I really like eight game slates in basketball, eight game slates in baseball. So both sides, DraftKings, FanDuel doing an eight game main slate that starts at seven Eastern. So that's what we're going to focus on. Joined, like I just said, by my buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice Six. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing great. Uh, glad to be on with you. And uh, let's let's get rolling here, man. Eight, eight game slate. And, uh interesting and and i think we'll have some good things to talk about let's jump in we get started here with miami at washington this game currently sitting at a seven and a half total and the marlins a slight favorite it looks like yeah they're a slight favorite pablo lopez eric fetty um any interest here in pablo lopez at 9900 I mean, I feel like I should have some interest uh, because Washington just hasn't been great and Pablo's been fine. Um, I, I, the price tag does scare me a little bit, even though he's he's been good this season. And so I think that's really my, my main concern is just the price. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I, the price is obviously the thing that I think is going to scare a lot of people off here for Pablo Lopez. Um, wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I mean, depending on the lineup that Washington rolls out, if it's really close to 
the lineup we saw them roll out on Tuesday, the bottom half of that order was bad. It was a really bad lineup. And, you know, we saw Alcantara, you know, five strikeouts, six innings. I think he only allowed one run. So Pablo Lopez, 9K, 9,900. He's the highest price pitcher on the slate. Um, I think he's in play. Because I don't think we have like a standalone stud on this slate. I'll just say that. Like, no. you know, it, like Joe Ryan's getting Detroit, but it, Joe Ryan's, a, it seems like he's a good young pitcher, but I mean, he's not going to get 95 pitches. Otani has shown some big strikeout upside uh, to start the season, and he has a tougher matchup here against Cleveland. So I just don't think there's like an ace on this slate. So kind of, kind of spread out my pitcher ownership on this one. So I definitely think Pablo Lopez will make the list it's whether or not like i end up on him uh it's more price but i mean win equities there eric fetty is not a great pitcher miami lineup's okay um i really don't have a ton of interest here in fetty yeah so for me i i feel like i almost need to be a little interested in fetty um you know which look gray has a lot more strikeout stuff than, than fetty so i'm, I'm i don't want to over-exaggerate this, but Miami's lineup has been so strikeout heavy. Um, so that that's kind of what has me interested. Fetty's at 22% of the season, uh, 7,800. I think he's a good SP2 um, against this lineup, especially if they roll out, any, out anything close to what they had yesterday, which I'm assuming they will. Yeah, fair enough. Um, any interest here in the Miami Bats? Not really. Uh, just very uninteresting. I mean, they're cheap, right? I think, you know, if you've got, like, if you need to one-off a Jorge Soler, Joey Wendell, or something like that, I don't hate it. But all in all, um, not a whole lot of interest, even on an eight-game slate. Yeah, I mean, Jazz is just so expensive. If you're, I think if you're playing Miami, you're probably doing like a little three man here um, with like a Jazz, uh, Jesus Sanchez, and then either Soler, Aguilar, or Garcia. I, I think is kind of how you're building this out. So definitely like the lefties more against Fetty than I do the righties, even though he allows hard contact to both sides, um, just a higher strikeout rate and more strikeout ability against righties. So Definitely don't mind the lefties. And then on the Washington side of things, you know, Pablo Lopez is someone that over the last two seasons has been pitching fantastic. He lowers strikeouts to lefties. So maybe Soto, maybe Bell, but I mean, Soto is 5,300. And I think I'd play him more as a one-off. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, that's all I would do. You know, like you said, you talked about that price. Um, I, like you said, I don't mind the lefties, uh, Bell, Solo, Soto for sure. Um, but, but absolutely going to, um, yeah, not, not really attacking Pablo either. All right. We got Baltimore at New York. This game has an eight and a half total. And the Yankees are a 260 favorite. Tyler Wells, Jordan Montgomery. Any interest here in Tyler Wells? 5,500 against the Yankees. 
pitched okay against him in the last start. Can't do it. Pitch count slow. Could easily get lit up here. He stays on the shelf. Yeah. I don't have any interest in Tyler Wells in this spot. The Yankees bats finally, finally woke up. Um, Joey Gallo went yard. It was just a matter of time, right? So, yeah. you know, Wells in a very small sample size has shown that he has some strikeout ability, um, but I just don't see him pitching deep into the game yet. And, you know, I, I just don't see it here. So, the other side of this game, you got Jordan Montgomery. He's 7,500. He's kind of had, I'd say, like an up-and-down season to start. Finally had a pretty decent start last time out against Detroit. 86 pitches in that game. They at least showed us, like, 85-plus pitches is, like, a possibility. Uh, any interest here from Montgomery? Yeah, I don't hate Montgomery against Baltimore. Um, you know, a team that, you know, he will see a few times this season. Of course, didn't really get there in the, the first start against Baltimore. Pitch count was a lot more limited. Uh, got up 86 pitches against Detroit. My assumption is we'll see something similar um, in, in this start, or, or maybe he gets to 90, 92 pitches. Uh, but I, I think Montgomery at 7,500 is, is, is good here against Baltimore. We saw Severino uh, was able to cruise against this team the previous slate and then just kind of had a meltdown in the sixth inning. Um, I, I think Jordan Montgomery can give us – similar results for 7,500. Yeah, I think he's fine. I, I You know, it, we don't, like I said, we don't have, like, stud pitching, I feel like, on this slate. We have a lot of, like, three and four-man, like, rotation guys, the third and fourth guys in rotations, fifth guy in rotations. So, um, you know, you don't feel as good, I feel like, today uh, as far as pitching as, uh, you know, we have felt the last couple of days. Uh, Baltimore bats. I mean, Mancini is still pretty cheap here on DraftKings at 2,600 has the platoon advantage here. He'd probably be my favorite. I think you could take shots on Hayes or even like a Mount castle. I don't think I'm stacking Baltimore, but I mean, I don't think it's the craziest thing either. If Montgomery's going to get some ownership. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mancini does look pretty good here in this spot. Um, you've got uh, – you talked about Mountcastle. Mountcastle's got a 464 ISO on the sinker, which is – you know, which looks pretty good. Um, and same thing for Knuckle Curve. He's at a 333. So, uh, really like that. And uh, I, I I think those are two bats that you can definitely, definitely, definitely look at for the prices, Stephen. I think that's – you know, I think that's the main thing with this Baltimore team. Like you talked about Mancini and the price. Mountcastle's 3K. Mancini, 2,600. Austin Hayes, 2,800. 2, I mean, I think one off in a cheap batter, too, is definitely, definitely something we can do. On the Yankees side of things here, I mean, they're a stack that I think a lot of people are going to look at on this slate. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with them. I'm right there with them, like the Yankees here. Yeah, I mean, we saw them kind of explode early uh, on the previous slate against Tyler Wells. Uh, you know, you know how I like to play Anthony Rizzo and my boy Michael Brantley. Those are kind of two of my favorite DFS bats, just because I feel like they don't strike out a ton. Always going to have the ball in play, and Rizzo has the pop to get it done. Uh, Three fifty ISO against right-handed pitching so far this season. 
13.7% K rate, Stevie 436, but 13.7% walk rate uh, just seems to line up really well here. Um, you know, going to be seeing mostly fastball change up, which for a pitcher, uh, for a hitter like him, and I, and I, and I know you understand this, if he's going to get mostly fastball change up, he's just going to probably sit on it most of the game, and he should be able to, to drive in a few runs. So uh, Rizzo absolutely uh, is my favorite bat from the Yankees, bar none. Um, you know, of course, you can stack the team up for sure, but if I had to play one bat from the Yankees, it would be Rizzo. Crushed the ball yesterday, that's for sure. So, yeah. Hey, maybe I play Gallo again. Um, I'm on the I'm on the train. I got the home it's run. It's coming. It's I mean, coming. It, it finally happened. He hit a home run on Tuesday. So no, no, no. But I, I mean, Stevie, I'm talking about the uh, like the monster three home run game. Like it's coming. Yeah, he had the he had the double on um, Sunday, and I was like, all right, here we go. But I was yeah. playing him. I was playing him at that price, regardless. Let's <laughs> let's not over. Let's, yeah, that's gonna happen. But anyway, we got Boston at Toronto, nine and a half total in this one. Uh, the Blue Jays a one forty favorite. We got Waka against Stripling. Michael Waka ninety four hundred um, hasn't thrown more than eighty two pitches to start the season. Any interest here in Michael Waka? Uh, no. Not really. Um, this is a bad, bad, bad spot for him, Stevie. Wouldn't you agree? Like, just in general, like, I, I, I'm just not attacking the Blue Jays. And then, Stevie, what is – you look at the price. Like, wh- why are we doing this at 9400 I know he's pitched okay, like, generally speaking, right? But I, I'm not touching him against Toronto, especially not at 9400 Like, heavens no. Yeah, I I am not playing Waka. I just don't think he has the ceiling. Like, you know, you can make an argument for Otani and Ryan and Lopez in the 9K price range because they all have that, like, strikeout ceiling. Waka, he's a pretty average strikeout pitcher that gives up a ton of hard contact, especially to righties. And, like, there's a lot of power righties in this lineup. And – there's only two or three guys with big strikeout rates in this lineup. So I'm going to pass here on Michael Waka. Stripling, I mean, I loved Galsman yesterday. He was oh, yeah. someone that, like, I ended up playing on two of my three teams. And Stripling is just not that strikeout guy. Gives up a ton of fly balls, a ton of hard contacts. I'm way more interested in the Red Sox than I am in Stripling here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of uh stripping on the season and, and stevie i will say i have started starting to peek at the season numbers right just to kind of see where we are so far after a few starts just just to get some reference points and i know things are going to continually evolve but on the season stevie stripping's at 11.9 percent k rate like that's that's astronomically low um five percent the lefties uh, 16% to righties. I, I'm not touching stripping with a 10 foot pole. As far as the Red Sox bats go, I mean, they're a stack that because they've been off to a pretty slow start this season, I think they have the third lowest WRC plus against random pitching this season to start the year. 
their prices are down, but I love the Red Sox stack here. I like the game stack just in general, but I, I do like the Red Sox. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Verdugo's at 3,400. Um, you got, you know, Xander at 48, Devers 48. Should be if he's back in the lineup, JD at 45, Kiki at 38. Like, this is a very, very affordable team story at 46. Um, I'm with you. I definitely think this is an attackable spot for them in Toronto against Stripling. Um, I'm in. Uh, Toronto bats. I mean, Waka does give up a lot of hard contact to righties. So Springer, Bichette, Vlad, um, I think are all in play here. Yeah, I will say this too, Stevie. I am patiently waiting uh, for Matt Chapman to get going as well. Uh, and, and I, I kind of have him, and I, and I know he had a home run uh, on the slate before, but I'm saying I've, I've got him in the same category as Gallo, where at some point the hits are going to come. Like Gallo's going to strike out probably a little bit more than Chapman, like long term. But I'm saying at some point Chapman's going to get going with this team. Uh, so I, I at 3,800, he's actually a, a favorite of mine from Toronto. Really good value. Uh, should, should have a lot of opportunities. Uh, to score some RBIs if these guys can get on base. Chicago Cubs at Atlanta taking on the Braves. Eight and a half total in this game. The Braves a minus 200 favorite. We got Leader Jr. against Charlie Morton. Um, Any interest here in Mark Leader Jr.? That's going to be another negative. Um, Not that I don't think Leader Jr. could be okay long-term in the right spot, like maybe against the Pittsburgh or something. And even against Pittsburgh, he only put up eight points, which, you know, he was 4,600. So maybe maybe that was borderline acceptable. At 5,800 against the Atlanta Braves, Stevie, no. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a large sample size on this guy, but everything that I've kind of read is – we shouldn't expect much um, like right now. And, and like, you never know, you never know whether or not that like a, a player is going to do well enough. But I mean, we saw him in 2017, we saw him in 2018 back up in the big leagues here in 2022. And like nothing that we've seen so far has suggested that this is going to be a guy we should be playing in DFS, especially against the Braves team um, that has plenty of talent. So um, I'm out on him. The other side, Charlie Morton, Charlie Morton is someone that we know has it off to kind of a slow start pitch. Well, in his first start against Cincinnati struggled mightily against the Padres and the Dodgers. This is a great bounce back spot. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, a lot of power in this lineup, but a lot of strikeouts. Morton, definitely one of these guys that I have uh, circled here at 8,200. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, this could be a get right spot for him for sure. Uh, you talked about it being a lot of strikeouts. Um, and this team has been striking out since last season, Stevie. So it's, it's not a surprise. I know they came out of the gates uh, kind of swinging a hot bat, if you will, right? S- somewhat. Um, and, and in terms of Morton, like, we need him to be better. Uh, he's only at 19, uh, 19% K rate on the season. Uh, 
What's most concerning to me is the 5.92 XFIP. Uh, his struggles uh, just on both sides of the plate getting K's, 20% the lefties, 18% the righties. I am still going to roll him out at this price, um, but I'm going to need him to – I'm going to need to see something here. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the Cubs lineup, they've got, you know, at least – four bats, you know, above 20%. One, Ian Happ's right at 19%. We're going to see how long that sticks on him. He's, he's historically been a pretty high K guy. So, you know, I do like to make the adjustments, but I just want to see where he is. But Suzuki and Wisdom, and Wisdom has been a high K guy as well, both over 30%. Um, Contreras at 20, Gomes at 22. Uh, I'm just going to pencil Ian Happ in right at 20. He should be able to get some Ks. This might be his last stand. If he doesn't get it done here at 8,200, he's probably going to go a little bit cheaper, and then I'm just going to have to continue to take a wait-and-see approach. But as of right now, I'm with you. I'm in on Charlie Morton, probably more so for game value than what the numbers are showing me right now. Um, Cubs bats, I don't really love anything here for the Cubs. I will say this. If Morton does start to get a lot of ownership, then maybe roll a Cubs stack out there. He has struggled a little bit here to start the season, but I do think he's someone that this is a good spot for him. I think this is one of those potential get right spots. So I don't have a ton of interest in the Cubs outside of a, a contrarian stack against a popular pitcher. Absolutely. I'm not, I don't really want to play the Cubs, but I get it. And then, I mean, as far as the Braves go, finally, you know, starting to see the Braves prices come up. But, I mean, still, as an overall stack, they're still way too cheap. Absolutely. When I, when I think about the Braves, Stevie, and you look at this team overall, right? So the first thing that always stands out to me is Marcelo Zuna is continually 3,500 every day. Like, is he the new Michael Brantley? Because if so, we just need to keep playing him, right? Every day, just, just play him. And the fantasy points will come. Austin Riley, 4,100. Albies is the most expensive at 51 and Olsen at 5K. Other than that, I mean, this team is very, very affordable. Uh, love the Braves. I think this is a good spot for them. Um, I'm in. All right. We got Detroit at Minnesota up next here. This game currently at a seven total. Um and the Twins are a 170 favorites. We got Joe Ryan going up against Michael Pineda. Any interest here in Michael Pineda? Uh, I mean, he had a fairly okay start against the against the Yankees, uh, but we know what he is, the fly ball pitcher. Um, and this may be the time to play him, right? Like when it's a little bit cool weather and maybe the ball isn't jumping off the bat as much. At 6,800, I'm intrigued, right? I'm intrigued. It's, it's, not, it's not the best play in the world, but on a slate where pitching is um, somewhat blah, right, I, I'm, I'm interested because of the price. So I don't really want to play him, but I don't, I don't hate it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, he pitched well in his first start. And he ran pretty well in that game. So I don't have a ton of interest here. Michael Pineda actually kind of has some interest in the Minnesota bats. Um, but I mean, Joe Ryan on the other side, he's 9,600. He's definitely shown that he has some strikeout ability. And 
I mean, he's probably top three pitcher on this slate. He's priced like it, um, but it's not like this lineup is uber scary. Yeah, um, I'm with you. We we could probably pencil in Javi Baez for K <laughs> or two. Um, you know, and Robbie Grossman's at 31% of the season, which typically he's not this high. So I'm I'm gonna kind of give him a pass. Austin Meadows is at 13%, and typically he's a tick higher. So we'll see. Uh, I'm with you. This lineup isn't it doesn't scare anyone. Um, so I don't I don't mind Ryan, but you're really taking him. Um, you're really taking him because I think he's got some K upside. You know what I mean? Like, and on this slate, like how many guys have pure K upside? Um, you know, I think, you know, I think you mentioned it. We'll talk about Otani who probably is probably the closest thing to like a real get eight or nine Ks, you know, in a spot game. Um, other than that, we don't really have it. So I, I'm in on Ryan and, and we're going to have to overpay because he's got some of the highest uh, K potential on the slate. If that makes any sense. Um, I mean, I have no interest in Detroit bats. Uh, the only thing that you can like make an argument here for Detroit is Ryan's probably going to be popular. It's this big a favorite in this low total of the game. And you could potentially make a couple one-offs or something like that to get some leverage. But yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I mean, the Minnesota side, Mike Pineda is someone that struggles with command so much. Love Buxton in this spot. Polanco, um, Kepler. Definitely see myself looking at Minnesota as a potential, like, secondary stack here. Yeah, I get it. Um, And, and on the season, too, Steve, I talked about Pineda. On the season, however, his numbers are uh, atrocious. And – once again, small sample size, but he, you know, he's over a five X trip as well. Eleven percent K rate has, isn't walking anyone. Uh, you know, you kind of talked about some of these guys. You know, Kepler, Polanco, Correa. I, I'm with you. Uh, I don't even mind my boy Giro Shella. His K rates, you know, sitting fairly low this season. Um, I, I definitely think Minnesota could get a hold of the ball, especially. Uh, like, like we talked about, if it's, you know, balls flying just a tad, like it's not going to be warm there, but if the wind happens to be blowing out a little bit, um, that, that could help the ball carry some. Um, Houston at Texas. Eight yes. and a half total in this game. Uh, pretty much a pick em game. Astros is a slight favorite in some spots. We got Javier against Glenn Otto. Um, any interest here in Christian Javier? Well, this one's a tricky one for me, Stevie, because Texas, right? They can't hit some now. Um, Javier, 7K. You know, you look at his, his recent starts, the pitch count is very low. How much further do you think he goes past it? Because he's at 28 against the Angels, 53 against Arizona, 55 against L.A. Do you think at this rate it seems like what is he going to get to, 65 pitches maybe tops? And I think at 7K, I I don't think I can do it. If I knew he was going to get 80 pitches, I might think about it. Yeah, I mean – 
I think his max is probably 75. He started the season in the bullpen, um, so he is far from stretched out here. And, like, he's had good strikeout numbers in the bullpen. I just don't think he throws deep enough in this game. Um, I think if you want to take a shot and hope he gets 75 pitches, I don't think it's the craziest thing to do here at 7K. Um, I will be interested to see what his, like, strikeout props are because he is a reliever. And we saw um, – I wrote it up on scores and odds today, this morning. The pitcher for St. Louis, Hicks. Hicks' strikeout prop was, like, three and a half. Um, and, like, he – I instantly wrote that up as the under. And, like, I I mean, he got hurt, and I hate to see anybody would get hurt. But it was just one of those things where – a guy hadn't thrown more than I think 56, 46 pitches in a start. And like his yeah. strikeout prop was three and a half and he was facing the lowest strikeout team in baseball. So definitely look at Javier's strikeout prop here. Um, Glenn Otto on the other side of this game. I mean, the Houston offense is nothing like it used to be a lot more strikeouts throughout this lineup. They're missing some players here to injuries. Glenn Otto has shown big time strikeout rate against righties but in the small sample that we've seen so far he struggles against lefties and when you're facing houston that's kind of a problem because they can go one two three four lefties um and i mean alvarez tucker goodrum's not like this great lefty but he's not a big strikeout um guy he was last year but you know, years past, he hasn't been a big strikeout guy. But, I mean, they'll throw in Brantley, who's a low strikeout guy. So, I mean, I probably don't go Glenn Otto here. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, I don't think I will either. I mean, I know, you know, on the season, you know, Otto's, you know, had one start. Now it's against Oakland, who at the end of the season is probably going to be a fairly high K team. Um, he was able to do some damage at 75 pitches, but this isn't Oakland. Uh, I think if if you think Otto is for real right now and you think this is going to continue, I think you play him. It's kind of like what I did with Kyle Wright earlier this season, Stevie, where I said, okay, do we believe in Kyle Wright? Do we think this is going to continue? So I kept playing him, right, and he kept cranking out good good fantasy numbers. And then, of course, the next start after that, he was a lot more expensive. Um, I don't want to risk it with Otto here uh, against Houston. Um, so he, he's going to stay on the shelf. But I understand the logic in taking a shot. Maybe I would take a shot in a large field GPP as a secondary play and maybe hope that, you know, uh, Texas – I mean, uh, Houston just kind of doesn't have it. Kind of like uh, yesterday where, you know, e- even though Dane Dunning in the end kind of didn't get there, he was able to get some strikeouts from this team you know, throughout the, his five-inning stretch. So um, I I think for that reason, if you think Otto is, is, is going to fix the control issues or has fixed the control issues, not going to be walking guys, he's got the stuff. I think you roll the dice in, in large field tournaments. But that's it. As far as the Houston bats go, love Alvarez in the spot. Kyle Tucker – Slow start, but we know the the upside and ceiling is there. Michael Brantley, 3,700. I'd start with those three guys. Um, I'd mix in some Bregman, Gariel, um, even like a Nico Goodrum, who's really cheap. Um, I definitely don't mind stacking Houston in this spot. 
Yeah, not at all. Um, I'm with you 100%. Nico's 2,900 too, Steve. Which yeah, he's is, really cheap. I mean, that's that's insane. Um, and then, you know, cheap catcher alert, Steve. You got Castro, who, you know, is getting older, but we just need him to hit a bomb. Uh, so cheap catcher alert, Jason Castro, if he's in the game. Um, and then Yuli Gurriel is also cheap as well at 3,600. It's going to be righty-righty, uh, but just a low strikeout guy that can single you and double you to death. Um, the Texas bats here, Seager was really cheap on FanDuel yesterday. Um, so obviously he'd be someone if he's cheap again, Miller had, you know, he's been someone that's been cheap across the industry. So don't mind those two plays. Um, Nate Lowe, 3,500, if you want to do like a little three man here, but I mean, it is a smaller slate. So that's probably the only reason you'd be considering going three man. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if, if you think, excuse me, guys, so sorry about that. Uh, if you think Javier, you know, could get touched up a little bit, I'm with you. You got Miller, C, uh, Seager, Lowe, Calhoun. I, I still would probably sprinkle in Marcus Simeon. I got to feel like if they're scoring runs, he's probably a part of it. So if I was going to stack Texas, I, I'd definitely include him at 47. All right, rolling along here. We got Cleveland at L.A. taking on the Angels. Seven and a half total in this game. Uh, the Angels, a 200 favorite. We got Plezik going up against Otani. We'll start here with Zach Plezik. Um, 8,500 going up against the Angels. You know, this Angels lineup, obviously not as good. Um, there's a lot more strikeouts in this lineup. Do you have any interest here in Zach Plezik? Uh, yeah, I, I have some interest. Uh, you know, you, you talked about the Angels. There's going to be some strikeouts there. Uh, he's 8,500. I think that's reasonable for this slate. Uh, so I, I'm in with, uh, with Zach Pleasing for sure. Yeah, I, I think my biggest concern with Pleasing is – he did, he's not a huge strikeout pitcher, and you know you definitely want to attack this team just in general with strikeouts. So, I mean, that's my biggest concern with Plezik. Um Otani on the other side of this game. I mean, Otani is just someone that has he has big strikeout upside, and I mean, you look at the Cleveland lineup, the top of the order: Straw, Rosario, Ramirez. Not huge strikeout guys. The bottom of this order, a lot of strikeouts depending on who's in the lineup. So, I mean, Otani, uh, you know, I would I would look at this slate and I would have my my top three pitchers here would be Otani, um, Ryan, and Lopez. And I mean, the order really could go any 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 different way uh, depending on how some of these lineups look. So, I mean, Otani is definitely in the conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, in my opinion, I, I feel like Otani is probably the number one tournament pitcher on the slate, and he may not even end up being that because at 9K, um, it feels like he's probably going to start to to garner some ownership uh, at that at that price. Um, I, I still, I'm still going to like it though. Um, I, I just, I think it's going to be worth it. Now, if his ownership starts creeping up in the 40, 50% range, like then maybe I reconsider. 
But as of right now, Otani at 9K does feel like a good buy. Um, all right, bats here. I mean, you can always play Jose Ramirez, but he's really the only guy that I think I'd have any kind of interest in here from Cleveland. Yeah, that's it. Only guy. I mean, on the Angel side, we can't play Otani. Mike Trout, 6,100. I think they're a sneaky stack because I don't think a lot of people will snack them today. And like I was saying with Pleasic, he's not a huge strikeout guy. So I do think like a Ward, Walsh, Trout, Rendon, Marsh type of stack is not the worst idea today. Fly ball hitters against a guy that really doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside. Um, I mean, they're kind of they're kind of popping for me a little bit here today. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that, Steve. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to be uh, interested in the Angels. So th- this 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 one is. Uh, it's taking me by surprise for sure. Definitely didn't expect that. I mean, Plesic um, has a 43% hard hit rate, a 31% hard to soft contact ratio since the start of last season, facing a team with, I mean, one, two, three, four, five guys with hard hit rates over 45%. I get it. Yeah, I, get, I just didn't expect it, right? I, I just didn't expect it, but uh, I, I totally understand it. Um you know, and the K rates, you know, pretty pretty meager uh, to start the season for sure. Um, so I'm with you, man. I, I get it. Like I, I, I get it. I think I think that's where I, where where I'm at here. I, I I don't I don't hate that call at all. Yeah, I mean, it may not work out, but you never know. Um, the thing is, too, it's an eight game slate, and I think a lot of people are going to be on a few different games um, early and like probably lower ownership on this late, you know, game. We always see that lower, lower ownership on these late games. All right. We finish out this slate with Oakland at San Francisco, seven and a half total here. Giants, a 145 favorite. We have Paul Blackburn going up against Jakob Yunus. Um, any interest here in Paul Blackburn? No. I mean, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. And, and like, the Giants have a low-key, really good lineup. Blackburn, I mean, he's he's in a – I would say he's slightly above average pitcher. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I agree. My thing is, like, they really haven't shown that they are, like, willing to let him go deep into games. And at 8,800, even on a small slate, if you're not a big strikeout guy – you at least got to show me that you can go deep into games. And I mean, he, he's not either. He's not a huge strikeout guy and he hasn't been pitching deep into games. Um, I think he's just under a strikeout per inning to start the season, but yeah, I want him to show me something here. So I'm probably going to be out on him. And then um, Jakob Yunus, I mean, he's 6k 61 pitches in his first start. Um, I mean, it was out of the bullpen, right? I'm pretty sure they threw him in. I think he was out of the bullpen against Washington. I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have slight interest at 6K if he's going to get 75 pitches. And it's not like I love a lot of pitching on this slate. I think it's kind of been said a lot through this show that, like, pitching is kind of iffy on this slate. 
I mean, I could yeah. definitely see it going and paying up for Lopez, Ryan, and Otani on all your builds and just say I'm going to play two of those guys. I'm going to take some cheap bats. But I, I think, like, if you want to go down to this 6K range, I don't think he's the craziest idea. No, no. I, I don't think Genius in this spot against Oakland. I, and I think that's the big thing for me against Oakland. Uh, I don't hate it at all. Um, this team has some Ks built in. And so at 6K, you know, a guy that came out five innings uh, against Washington, he did come out of the bullpen, by the way, Stevie. 61 pitches, 21 fantasy points, four Ks. I, I don't hate it. So um, and, and it's not that he's going to completely reproduce this uh, performance, but I mean, Steve, he gets 17, 18 fantasy points. I'd accept that at 6K. So uh, I'm with you, like Junis. I think this is. This is a spot where uh, we can fire him up. All right. Let's talk bats in this game. Um, anything stand out to you here on the Oakland side? No, I'm going to let Oakland sit on the shelf today. Do have some interest in San Francisco, though. Yeah. I, Oakland's really cheap. So, like, if you end up in a position where you're playing like a Seth Brown at 2,900. Um, I don't necessarily like hate that. Um, if you end up on one of these like cheap Oakland bats, like I wouldn't talk you off of playing like any of these cheap Oakland bats just to kind of make a build work. Um, but Seth Brown at his price would probably be my, my favorite here at 2,900. And then on the giant side of things, I mean, I like the giants here. Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, um, Gonzalez, Crawford. Blackburn's not a huge strikeout guy, so definitely don't mind looking at the Giants here. Yeah, for sure. I, I like the Giants today. Jock, uh, you talked about it, Crawford, Belt, these lefties. Um, I, I, I just think this is a really good spot for this team overall at home. Give me the Giants. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for today. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? Ooh, under 8K, six or more. I feel like it's got to be Montgomery. I am going to go with Jakob Yunus going up against this Oakland lineup. Yeah. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Waka. Waka, Waka. Uh, I'm going to go Zach Plesic against the Angels. Um, more and more, I just I kind of like the Angels in this spot. Give me a guy over 4K to go yard. Give me... I'd go with my boy, man. Give me Anthony Rizzo. I know he, I know he hit two bombs today, but gosh... Against Wells. I'm going to go right above him and go Jordan Alvarez. Um, yeah. Really like Jordan Alvarez. And then under 4K to get two hits. Um, who do you like? A lot of good options out there today. Um, give me Marcelo Zuna at 3,500. All right. I mean, I'm going to take our boy, Michael Brantley. Going up against Otto, yeah. two-hit machine. Um, give me a stack <laughs> to score six or more runs today. So this was a toss-up for me. I do like the Giants today. 
Not going to go with the Giants, though. Uh, I'm actually going to stay at home here. Give me the Atlanta Braves. All right. I'm going to go Angels. Um, kind of, I Really, Angels are kind of jumping off the board for me today. So let's go um, Angels. Pulled up um, prize picks to see if we had anything posted and nothing really posted so no prize picks plays today um will any final thoughts before we get out of here no man it's been a good show i'm super pumped and glad i got a chance to hang out with you and come on and and do this and try to try to give the people some info so uh, i'll catch you guys real soon heck yeah that's gonna wrap it up here for wednesday we'll be back thursday talking more baseball good luck everyone we'll see you then